Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you look at the console market in this day and age with its beautiful graphics and realistic worlds and its deep, engaging narratives, it's very easy to take things for granted. Like, I'm about to turn 32, which alone is depressing seeing as I still dress the way I do, but that means that I grew up with the likes of the NES, the Ataris, the goddamn Philips CDI. And I've seen more failures than I do each and every day when I show up to work and look at these cretins. But it got me thinking, there surely must be a ton of games on consoles that have been and gone that just simply didn't get the light and life that they deserve. So here today we're going to scroll through the back catalogue of bad consoles and find their shining moments together. I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are 10 incredible video games released on terrible consoles. Number 10. Virtual Boy Wario Land Virtual Boy Long before the existence of premium VR headsets such as the Oculus Rift, the HTC Vive and the PlayStation VR, Nintendo unleashed this monstrosity that was the Virtual Boy, and less than a year after its 1995 debut, the headset had been discontinued. It got pretty much everything wrong. It wasn't comfortable, it was overpriced, and it had migraine-inducing graphics, which honestly sounds like a wild ride, right? But not quite everything released for the Virtual Boy was shovelware slop. Ladies and gentlemen, Wario Land. Honest to God, the chub on that I have for this chubby bastard is immense, and I adore Wario's dalliance with the Nintendo hardware. Wario Land Shake It, for example, is utter bliss, and while the Virtual Boy installment might not be as pretty, it was still pretty brilliant. Though it can be comfortably beaten in less than two hours, it's one of the Virtual Boy's few titles made with an actual creative spark rather than just simply cynically shift hardware. There was also a really nice use of the 3D tech and it manages to make even getting nausea fun. Strangely though, it's a title that's been left for dead in the water, even though it could be ported to Nintendo's current hardware. Fingers crossed for this gem to shine again sometime soon. Number 9. Panzer Dragoon Saga Sega Saturn Now I hate crapping on the Sega Saturn as this console should have been brilliant and its library of games was truly impressive, yet that's only what we the consumers experienced. It turns out that trying to develop for this console was an absolute nightmare and as a result developers left in droves to Sony's PlayStation pretty much curb stomping the Saturn into oblivion. Annoyingly that meant that relatively few got to witness the absolute classic that was Panzer Dragoon Saga which released as a Saturn exclusive towards the end of the console's life. Now to try and describe this game as a hard feat seeing as it was a four disc rail shooter with RPG elements and it was utterly fantastic. The game received near universal acclaim for its graphics, dark story, complex characters and for successfully shifting genres mid-franchise but due to the Saturn imploding shortly after its release it's frequently hailed as the greatest game you've probably never played. 
However, all is not lost as Nintendo recently announced that the original 1995 Panzer Dragoon is getting a remake for the Nintendo Switch, so fingers crossed that this is still a stone-cold masterpiece. Number 8. Alien vs. Predator Atari Jaguar The Jaguar was Atari's last attempt at a home game console before withdrawing from the market altogether, and despite touting some impressive gear under the hood, it was a buggy and difficult platform to develop for, leading to a small library of games, most of which were a bit naff. It didn't help that the controller was an abomination with a phone keyboard essentially welded to the bottom. However, the Jaguar had one final swing and released Alien vs Predator, which is an absolute barnstormer. AVP allowed players to play as not only the Xenomorph and the Predator, as you might expect, but also a colonial marine, ensuring that its corridor-trawling campaign was both dynamic and ferociously intense, especially the marine portion where it was game over, man, for clean underwear more than not. At the time, the visuals were stunning and the Predator vision was a real joy to behold. More than anything, though, the game oozed atmosphere and gave players an experience that they couldn't find on any other platform, and you know what, they still can't. Plans for a sequel were put into motion, though this naturally fell apart when the Jaguar pieced out. Number 7. Pikmin 3 Wii U. Right, 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 right. Let's just get this off the bat right away. You're all probably typing something like, I don't know, the Wii U is one of the best consoles ever, Jules. You string from a dog's ass when it's gone into the garbage. And yes, I too love the Wii U, and I still look at it gathering dust and sigh of what once was. However, let the record show that Nintendo themselves thought that this was a flop, and they stopped supporting it after a mismanaged campaign, and its library of games pretty much revolved around its first-party titles, which was a massive drop-off from the Wii's extensive range. With a weak line up of games sealing the deal, the Wii U went on to sell a laughable 13.56 million units. That is only a few million more than the doomed Sega Game Gear, so don't tell me to eat a brick bottom first in the comments section, or I will come to your house and hand you a Polaroid of me crying saying, you did this to me, you monster! Anyway... Somehow, this leads me to Pikmin 3, which uh, was absolutely fantastic, a visually impressive and devilishly entertaining game that only makes it more of a shame that it's not made the jump to the Switch, despite rumours being pervasive for months that it will. At this stage, it's just strange. It's like leaving money on the table. Ninty, do your job. Number six, Glimmerati, Engage. When I look at the N-Gage, my brain falls out my ear. It was meant to be a device to take on the Game Boy, but when people actually used it to take calls, it became a device to take the piss out of the user. You held it like a metal banana to your ear, and the call quality was like you were talking to somebody in a bin while you were in a different bin, and that bin was buried in the f***ing desert. And yet, while the vast majority of the N-Gage's library was pretty lacklustre, there sure was something to the deceptively addictive Glimmerati, a top-down racer where the player was charged to give rise to rich, well-to-do folk rising the ranks in the process. As a gloriously self-aware satire of the Euro-trash lifestyle, Glimmerati knew exactly what it was and delivered accordingly, while refusing to skimp on simple yet extremely effective core racing mechanics. It's one of the few N-Gage games that actually felt like a rich and complete experience, which when you consider the context of the game, is actually pretty apt. Number 5. Battle Wheels Atari Lynx Now here's a real treat for the soul. The Atari Lynx was actually a pretty decent console, however it just completely died in the sales department because it was going up against the brand power of both Nintendo and Sega towards the end of its short life. Plus, the decision to port a ton of Atari games instead of developing new ones was always going to hamper the proceedings somewhat. However, one of the few exclusives that did come out for this dinky device was Battle Wheels, and that was like Mad Max and Destruction Derby had a kid and raised it on nice sprite scaling. Mm -mm 
Mm. True, the game sounded awful, basically acting like the soundtrack for robots making sweet and aggressive love, but the gameplay was a right laugh, allowing you to batter the hell out of all the other races, all the while you were taking public transport back in the day. It wasn't big and it was not clever, but it was a great bit of fun. Number 4. Doshin the Giant, 64DD Now true, the 64DD, or Double D, however you want to say it, isn't counted as its own console, seeing as it lives like a parasite on top of the poor old N64, but because its library of games is completely exclusive to this ill-fated add-on, we're going to count it as such for this list. Luckily for GameCube owners who bypassed this block, they were able to play this charming and beautiful Doshin the Giant title, but this is only because of the 64 Double D tanks so hard that Nintendo were forced to repurpose games that were once exclusive to it to try and recoup some losses. So what's the game about? Well, you take Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.